Welcome to the Fox Tales Podcast, where every week we explore new stories and tell old tales. We help to build a community through the ancient art of storytelling. We tell our stories and hope to inspire you to find your voice, to stand up and sing out. Our stories shape our world. Your story can change the world. I disagree with Shakespeare. We are more than actors on a stage. You are the author of your life story. Share the link with your friends. Support us by joining our Patreon team. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Join us every week to fall in love with the world and all of its possibilities. Today's episode, we are celebrating trees with tall tree tales from around the world. Let's take this episode outside. I learned early on the importance of storytelling and science education. When I was a student at Oberlin College, I had a wonderful professor, I only remember his first name, George. But every Sunday, he would lead a hike in the uh, Arboretum. And whatever was blooming, whatever caught his fancy, he had a story. It's like he knew every plant on a first name basis. And through his stories, we were immersed in the world and the thinking of a scientist. I remember one Sunday in particular, he paused down in the floodplain next to this ancient cottonwood tree. And he said, cottonwood has a unique characteristic. If you break off a branch and you stick it in the mud, it will sprout. It's called regeneration. He said, I learned this was I was a little boy. You see, my father, who was also a botany professor at Oberlin College, he would lead hikes in the Arboretum. And one day he said, Cottonwood has a unique characteristic. If you break off a branch and stick it in the mud, it will sprout. It's called regeneration. Now, I was a seven-year-old boy, and I thought, poppycock, if you break off a stick, it's dead. It will not sprout. Now, I have more respect for my father than to openly refute him in front of his students. But a few days later, when I was hiking in the Arboretum, one of those summer thunderstorms began to blow in. Do you love a good storm? Big, black, cumulonimbus clouds. <laughs> bolt of lightning and, and the sound of thunder instantaneously. Most people see a storm and they run for cover, but not me. I love a good storm. Well, as I was here in the floodplain, the wind broke off a twig and it landed in the mud. And I thought, Eureka, here's a chance to prove my father wrong. Every day I came back for several days. And sure enough, as soon as the sun came out, those leaves began to lose turgid pressure. They began to wilt. And I had the evidence, the data I needed. So I went and I told my father he was wrong. My father, he's a very understanding man. He said, you're jumping to conclusions. You need to collect more data. I want you to go back to the tree at least 10, maybe 20 more days, and then tell me what you see. Well, wanting to be a good student and, and a good son and a good scientist, I did what my father told me to do. I went back to the twig. And sure enough, as soon as it began to rain, those leaves began to fill with fluid. After 20 days, wanting to collect a little more data, I dug down at the base of that twig and I saw small roots beginning to grow. My hypothesis was wrong. Sometimes we learn more from our mistakes than we do our successes. And my father was right. Cottonwood has a unique characteristic. If you break off a twig and stick it in the mud, it will sprout. It's called regeneration. And now you know it is true. Because this cottonwood was that little twig more than 70 years ago. 
This next story is an old Russian folktale written down by Leo Tolstoy, Planting Apple Trees. Many long years ago, there was an old man working out in the field. Shovel in hand. As he was digging a hole, twice as large as he thought it was necessary, he would loosen the dirt at the bottom of the hole. He would pour in a little bit of water to moisten the dirt. And then he would take a small apple tree and very carefully place this tree into that hole. He would fan out all of the roots and sprinkle in some dirt and carefully tamp it down. A little more dirt and a little more water. And then he would cover the roots with mulch with wood bark and wood chips. Not, not in a teepee so the water runs away, but more like a donut so it captures the water as a little basin to feed those tender roots. He would tamp all of this down and he'd move along and he would dig another hole and plant another tree. Now as this old man was working, along came a couple of teenagers. You might be one eventually, or some of us are already past that. You know about teenagers. These two boys, they decided to make fun of the old man. One said, hey, old man, <laughs> why are you wasting your time? <laughs> the other one joined in and said, yeah, you know, you'll probably be dead and in the ground before one apple is ripe. It takes five to eight years before an apple is ripe on an apple tree that you plant. And, and the old man didn't think it was very funny. But he paused and he leaned on the shovel and he said, you know, you may be right. I may not live long enough to see an apple ripen on this tree. But I am not planting this tree for myself. I am planting it for my children and my children's children. And who knows, maybe a hundred years from now, my great-grandchild's child will climb up into an ancient tree and pick a red ripe apple and they will think of me and they will smile. Have you ever planted a tree? Let me show you how. Let's go outside. When you plant a tree the first thing you do is you dig the hole and I've always been told that you need to dig the hole twice as big as you think you need it. A million dollar hole for a thirty dollar tree increases the survivability. Stark provides really great trees and you want to make sure the root level is the right depth and you gently tamp down the roots so that there's no air pockets. Water it to make sure. And then put the mulch around in a donut shape so the water runs down into the roots and water it again. I like to put a tree guard on to make sure it's safe and there you go. You've planted a tree. Here's an old African folk tale. Aoud and Undala tree. Sing along if you like. I do not know how. I do not know why. If I knew, I would tell you. Let me tell you what I do know. Aoud had no mother. Aoud had no father. And so he went to live with his aunt. Now his aunt, she took him in. It does take a village to raise a child. She had two sons that she loved more than life itself. And Aoud, well, she took care of him. She gave him a roof over his head, food in his belly. But every time it was time to eat, 
he was always last in line. And every time it was time for chores, he was always first in line. Sometimes he would get in line and he'd wait his turn and wait his turn and wait his turn. And when his turn came, there was nothing to eat. But after the dinner, it was time for chores. And he was always given the dirtiest, most disgusting chore. One night, he went to bed. And not only was he tired, he was hungry, beyond hunger. I hope you never have to go to bed hungry. His belly was roaring with hunger. And missing his mother and his father, he cried himself to sleep. And in the morning when he woke up, he got in line for breakfast, and he waited his turn, and he waited his turn, and when it was his turn, there was nothing left. He was so hungry. And after breakfast, it was time for chores. He was always given the dirtiest, most disgusting chore. He was ordered to sweep the courtyard. How do you get a dirt floor clean? Well, Awud was a kind-hearted boy who always did as he was told. As he was sweeping the courtyard, there in the dirt, he saw something he had never seen before. It was a seed, but somehow he knew. He recognized, ah, it was no ordinary seed. It was from an undala fruit. Do you know the undala tree? Hmm. You can't get undala fruit here in the Americas, but in Africa, it, it, it's big. You peel it kind of like an orange or a papaya. It's juicy and squishy. Imagine taking a pear and a papaya and an orange and putting them together. It is the sweetest thing. And somehow he knew this was no ordinary seed. This was a magic seed. Shh, don't tell anyone. He slipped it into his pocket. He finished his chores. He put his broom away. And when no one was looking, he headed off into the jungle. Ah, 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 fighting his way through bushes and vines. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Finally, he came to a clearing where the sun's light could shine down onto the earth's floor. He dug a small hole. He placed the seed in that hole. He covered it with dirt and he watered it. And as he did, he began to sing. Undala grow, undala grow, undala grow for the motherless child. Undala grow for the fatherless child. The earth is a place to grow. We stop here and go on. And sure enough, as soon as that seed began to absorb water, it began to swell. It sent little roots down into the ground, and a tiny little shoot began to open, and he continued to sing, Undala Grow. Can you sing it with me this time? Undala Grow, Undala Grow, Undala Grow for the motherless child. Nda, Undala Grow for the fatherless child. Nda, the earth is a place to grow. We stop here and go on. And it grew taller and taller. And then he sang, Undala Bloom. Can you sing it with me? Undala Bloom, Undala Bloom, Undala Bloom for the motherless child. Undala Bloom for the fatherless child. The earth is a place to bloom. We stop here and go on. And huge trumpet-like flowers slowly opened. 
Bees and butterflies came fluttering in, taking pollen from one flower to another. And then he sang, Undala fruit. Can you sing it with me? Undala fruit, Undala fruit, Undala fruit for the motherless child. Undala fruit for the fatherless child. The earth is a place to fruit. We stop here and go on. And huge ripe fruit fell from the tree, splat. <laughs> it was so, so good. And he was so hungry. He peeled back the rind and... <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> it tasted so good. He picked up another one and peeled it back. And can you eat one with me all together? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> and not only did he fill his belly... But it also filled his heart because he knew that even in this dark place, there's always goodness to be found if one only looks for it. Shh, don't tell me. He kept it as a little secret to himself. Shh. But from that day on, he did not mind being last in line for food. He did not mind being first in line for chores because even if there was no food, he knew he could go into the jungle. Always when the chores were done, he could sing to the tree and the tree would share its bounty. Now his stepbrothers, they were watching him. They're like, why is he happy all the time? Why is he singing a silly song? What mean to him? <laughs> and the next day, they decided to follow. Now, they always finished their chores early. They were given easy chores. As soon as Aoud was done, he put the broom away, and he headed out into the jungle. Caw, caw, caw. Fought his way through bushes and vines. <laughs> now, his stepbrothers, they hid behind trees. They crawled through the bushes. When Aoud came to his tree, and he sang... Undala fruit, sing it with me. Undala fruit, undala fruit, undala fruit for the motherless child. Nda, undala fruit for the fatherless child. Nda, the earth is a place to fruit. We stop here and go on. Nda, and the huge ripe fruit fell splat. His two stepbrothers, they were watching. They came out of hiding. Ah we caught you, we caught you. Ha! Give us some right now or else. Aoud, he really didn't want to. Honestly, they were mean to him. But he was, after all, a kind-hearted boy. So he said, all right, I will share the fruit. There is enough for everyone. But you must make one promise. You will not touch this tree. You will take nothing but I will teach you this song. And if you sing, the fruit will fall and the tree will share with you more than you can eat. And his stepbrother said, we promise. Now, does that really mean anything? Is a promise actually a promise? Well, he taught them the song, Undala Fruit, and they sang together. They filled their bellies and they laughed. And for the first time, for a brief moment, they didn't feel like stepbrothers. They felt like real brothers. They danced and sang all the way home. But you could probably guess 
what happened next. The very next morning, while Aoud was still doing his chores, his stepbrothers finished. Ain't got time to wait for him. And they went out into the jungle. Oh, oh. <laughs> they fought their way through bushes and vines. When they got to the tree, we ain't got time for no silly song. But they didn't see any fruit that was ripe. They thought maybe if they climbed up higher in the tree, they could get to some ripe fruit. And so they began to climb higher and higher and higher. Now, anybody besides me a tree climber? Take your fingers and go around your wrist. You can almost touch. You should be able to touch if you're perfectly proportioned, according to Leonardo da Vinci. Now, if you can hold yourself up with your wrist, a branch as big as your wrist will hold you. So if you're climbing trees, only put your weight on a branch that's bigger around than your wrist. And even if you are careful, and I hope you are very careful, you might occasionally break off a little dead twig or leaf. Well, they weren't being careful. If a branch was in their way, they would snap it off. They picked green fruit. You can't eat it if it's not ripe, and they wasted it on the ground. They kept climbing. Well, just then, Aoud finished his chores. He went into the jungle. He fought his way through bushes and vines, and when he came to the tree, he saw his stepbrothers. They'd broken their promise. They were wasting fruit and damaging the tree. He was so mad. For the first time in his life, he did an evil thing. He let his feelings get in the way of his thinking, and he sang his song, Undala Grow. Can you sing it like you're really mad? Undala grow, undala grow, undala grow for the motherless child. Nda, undala grow for the fatherless child. Nda, the earth is a place to grow. We stop here and go on. And the tree started to grow taller and taller. Soon it was above the canopy, the tops of the other trees, into the emergent layer. It went taller and taller above the emergent layer of trees into the clouds. And those three boys, or those two boys, they were trapped in the top of the tree. As the tree went higher and higher, they began to cry, Mommy! <laughs> now their mother, she was washing dishes after breakfast, and she heard her babies cry. And I must pause and say, no matter how old you are, you are always your mother's baby. Some of you know what I mean. And crying is annoying on purpose because you want to help. You want to stop the cry. She heard her boys. She dropped the dishes. She ran into the jungle. She arrived just as Aoud finished singing his song. She quickly surmised the situation. She saw what was going on, and she fell to her knees. She said, Aoud, whatever you have done, bring my babies back to me, please. I will give you anything you want. Anything I want? <laughs> yes, yes, from this day forward, you can be first in line when it's time to eat and last in line when it's time for chores. Just bring my babies back to me. I will give you anything, anything you want. Anything I want? <sighs> Honestly, he really didn't want to bring them back. But he was, after all, a kind-hearted boy. And so... He sang his song, Undala Wilt. Can you sing it with me like you're sad? Undala Wilt, Undala Wilt, Undala Wilt for the motherless child. Undala Wilt for the fatherless child. Undala, 
The earth is a place to wilt. We stop here and go on. And the tree began to grow smaller. It grew smaller and smaller. It shriveled and shrank. It wilted until soon. It was only about as tall as I am. And those boys, they just stepped down out of the tree. And the tree kept shrinking, kept wilting until soon it disappeared. And somehow I knew because he'd used his magic for evil, his magic would never work again. And the tree was gone. And he was sad. But in the next moment, he was happy because when his auntie, his stepmother, reached out and embraced her sons, she also reached out and embraced Aoud. And with the three of them held to her, he felt like real family. And from that day on, his stepbrothers, they gave him a little more respect. And from that day on, he wasn't always first in line for food or last in line for chores. He took his turn. But even though he was sad that he had lost his tree, he was happy because he'd gained a new family, Aoud and the Undala tree. You could plant a tree. And by planting a tree, you could provide fruit for your children or your great-grandchildren's children. That tree could live to be 500 years old, so your great-great-great-grandchildren's great-grandchildren can rest in the shade of that tree. You can reforest your town. I've planted 10,000 trees in the Peoria area. Take a deep breath. I've helped to clean the air of the town where I used to live. A good friend of mine, Chad Pragraki, with Living Lands and Water, has planted more than a million trees along the Mississippi River, and the river is cleaner because of his effort. One of my heroes is Johnny Appleseed, who's planted lots of apple trees, and Sterling Morton, who founded Arbor Day. But recently, Wangari Mathai in Kenya, Africa, won the Nobel Peace Prize because her organization has planted millions of trees which has changed the climate in Africa. You could do this. You could be the next person to plant a million trees. Let's hear a few inspiring words from Nobel Peace Prize winner Wangari Mathai. A tree has a personality, and as it grows and it changes the landscape, it also change, seems to change the minds of the people, and it, it brings with it a certain rapport that actually encourages people to do more. So that you start with a few farmers, and before you know, so many other farmers want to also participate. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Foxtails podcast. Follow the link to invite me to your community or take a look at my schedule to see when I might be performing near you. Share the link with your friends and support us by joining our Patreon team. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Join us every week to fall in love with the world and all of its possibilities.